Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hey everybody, I'm Peter and I'm the host of the Say As It Is With Pete podcast series and welcome to another episode of Say As It Is With Pete. And as usual, we're here to have some frank and honest conversations around all different topics. And yes, it is Sunday, so one day late, but never mind. Yes, it's Sunday and it's the final, yes, the final day of National Apprenticeship Week. That's correct. This week has been an absolute plethora of celebrations, um, posts, all sorts. So if you've been following me on um, my podcast series and also follow me on LinkedIn, you'll see that I've been posting some day-to-day posts. Um, I also posted out an article on, um, you know, why mentoring is key for apprenticeships, which also spoke about my journey as an Atollo mentor and the framework with Atollo mentoring. Um, so if you haven't looked at that, go back onto my LinkedIn profile um, and have a look at that. But um, thank you to the thousands of you that have listened to my episodes this week. And I had a look at some of the stats and um, yeah, near enough two and a half thousand of you have listened to my podcast this week. So thank you so much for listening and for your support as always. But enough of that. Um, as we come into the wonderful uh, end of week for National Friendship Week, as I said, today's the last day. It's Sunday. It's the 11th of February. And for National Apprenticeship Week, it comes to a sad end. But it's not the end. So this week, we've seen lots of things from Monday being all about apprenticeships to Tuesday about employers showcasing why they believe apprenticeships are key for them and their businesses and what they do. To finding more about the apprenticeships uh, for apprentices and their apprentice journey on Wednesday as it was all about the apprentice. And some people took over social media, which is which I always love to see, is when uh, companies allow their apprentices to take over social media for the day or for a few hours to have a few live sessions about apprenticeships. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then Thursday, we saw uh, T-Level Thursday. So um, we touched on what the T-Levels are how they work um, and employees showcasing where their involvement in T-levels are at the moment. As I said, um, T-levels quite limited at the moment. There's not that many around um, and it's a mixture of both work placement and um, kind of school or college and they're uh, more for the 16 to 19 year olds. Um, And then that kind of starts their journey off into kind of uh, further education in apprenticeships or higher uh, apprenticeships with um, higher apprenticeship degrees. But then we bumped into the wonderful Friday for that Friday feeling of celebrations and achievements. And if you listen to my podcast on Friday, you would have heard me saying that we need to be celebrating more about apprenticeships achievements, not just during National Apprenticeship Week, but throughout the year and especially when an apprentice has done something amazing or great whether they've reached a milestone or a certain achievement within their qualification whether it be they've achieved you know an outstanding grade or a distinction on one of their assignments to achieving their maths or English we should be celebrating about it Um, so yes 
All Things Celebration on Friday. And then we come to the weekend and it's known as National Apprenticeship Weekend. So it's Selfie Weekend. So it's a chance for apprentices, employers and everybody to showcase a roundup of the week um, and also to showcase some selfies of people doing the jobs or doing their apprenticeships or even showcasing it just a little bit more. So a little bit extra on a weekend. And it's been interesting to see some of the posts. Um, it's also been interesting to see some of the posts from some of the providers that I know. So from um, Learning Curve to GLP to Hawk to Lifetime to Hit Training and lots more. It's been really interesting to see um, how they've been showcasing apprenticeships. Uh, it's been great to see them at the same events they attend every year, especially the apprenticeship event at um, Parliament um, and other things. Um, so it's, it's been good to see. Um, absolutely loved it. So as we come to a close of National Apprenticeship Week, I just want to make sure we all reflect on understanding that you know apprenticeships are key for the business. And this goes for both employers and uh, apprentices. Now, if you're an apprentice and you want to look for an apprentice journey, then there are lots of apprenticeships out there that you can do. As I say, head over to the Institute for Apprenticeships, click on Apprenticeship Search, and then you can find apprentices in every sector even gaming apprenticeships and you know that that kind of surprised me but I'm not surprised I shouldn't be surprised because the gaming industry is growing and it was quite interesting to see that there are various apprenticeships completely even a funeral director apprenticeship um there's, there's quite a lot quite surprised um i will say this to employers as well be very mindful because um you know some apprenticeships have been disbanded or retired uh, for a replacement qualification so if you're thinking of putting somebody on an apprenticeship and you think oh i want to put them on this apprenticeship just double check that the apprenticeship is still live and active or if it's going to be retiring soon and what the next qualification is because it's important to know that so for example the hr level five is now retired and it's replaced by an alternate level five and it's named something completely completely different so just be mindful of that because it will have an impact on the decisions of what you're wanting to do and where you're wanting that career path for your individuals to go and obviously what apprenticeships you're going to offer to upskill your existing workforce and I, and I think that's key um, especially is uh, is upskilling your existing workforce and you can do that on an apprenticeship but make sure your apprenticeships are enticing engaging you bespoke them you tailor them to your business work with the providers before you actually launch an apprenticeship make sure that you're embedding your what you've got as a business your 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 values your visions your missions your day-to-day -day operations make sure you're embedding that within your apprenticeship so like we're doing a hr level three with some of our operational managers at the organization i work for so i spent time with the delivery team and the tutor going through our processes functions or the hr function and processes that we follow within the organization and it gave them a clear understanding of what we do and they've been able to adapt the training accordingly um, and then we've shared some of the off the job learning that I'll be doing. So there's lots of different things. Um, and I will be doing a uh, separate podcast this um, coming week as a bonus episode on off the job for apprentices and employers to make sure you understand what off the job is, because there's still a very big, great area of it. And I don't like the term off the job. It needs to be changed. And as a little precursor, it's a CPD log. Yes, an off-the-job is a CPD log. So, shh, more information coming on that as we have a frank, honest conversation around off-the-job learning. And if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in the off-the-job discussion, if you're provider, employer, apprentice, would love your input on that. But, yes, as we come to an end, I just want to say a congratulations to all the apprentices 
past, current and future that are embarking on their journey with an apprenticeship. Remember that your apprenticeship is something that you control and you take complete and utter success for. Everything you do from your enrollment to your completion, make sure you celebrate it. One of the things I did mention on one of my podcasts this week, and I think it was on Friday, uh, was that sometimes as an apprentice, it's hard to, during your kind of monthly or weekly reviews, uh, decide what you've achieved or what you've accomplished so far during your apprenticeship. So as I said, it's not new, so it's a bit of old hat. Um, It's getting a jar and um, even got an old jar at home you don't have to go out and buy a jar um, if you've got an old jam jar or something that's laying around get it wash it out stick a label on it that says my apprentice achievements and then every time you feel you've achieved something or you've learned something write it down on a post-it note fold that post-it note up and stick it in the jar and at the end of the week the month or the quarter empty your jar out and you've got a list of learning that you've done, achievements and milestones you've completed, and there we are. I also recommend that in day-to-day, really, so um, in anybody's career, good thing to do. And it's a nice way to reflect on certain things you've done and achieved. So, yeah, if not for apprentices, do it for yourself. And employers, you know, well done for showcasing the amazing apprenticeships and offers you've got. Again, make sure you're paying not the £5.28 or £5.88 apprentice wage or the 6 44 wage that it's going up to in the 1st of April. Make sure you're paying a national minimum wage. Because if I see that an employer keeps paying apprentice wage, I will scream. Um, it's not a economy to pay that to an apprentice, regardless if they're 16 to 19 and in their first apprenticeship year. And don't pay them, seriously, do not pay them the wage for their age either. It is diabolical and disgusting, and I don't know how the government can do that. The minimum wages should all be abolished, apart from the national minimum wage. That should be the only available starting salary. So if you're an employer, my advice to you is that you're doing an amazing job, but please do not pay the apprentice wage. Please do not pay the wage for the, for the individual based on their age. Stop it. We don't need that. To get people to work for you and to to complete an apprenticeship and feel that it's valued and that they're valued and respected and they're getting a good, decent pay while they're, you know, the earn while you learn uh, motto, pay the minimum wage. Uh, Currently it's 10.42 and it's going up to 11.44, so big increase. Uh, But pay that, and as I've said before in previous podcasts, and you can go back and listen to episode three or four about a fair wage for apprentices. Go back and listen to that one in season one and you'll you'll see why I'm saying this. Um, Because I did a costing on the cost of living um, last year on the, the cost of living at that apprentice wage as it stands now before it currently changes. And even when it does change, people are still going to be near enough a thousand pounds short on living. They're going to be in debt. Don't do that to your apprentices. Pay the minimum wage, the national minimum wage. Nothing below that. So the 1042 or the 1144, when it changes, pay that. As I say, you can increase the salary based upon you know their performance. So if you're paying somebody you know 12, 13 pounds an hour, and you've got an apprentice on 1144, even make it even make it a little bit more attractive, 1175. And then once they have completed their apprenticeship, or if they're doing really well and meeting all their kind of goals and and targets during their apprenticeship, and they're always excelling, then increase it a little bit early. You could increase it six months in, or at the end of the apprenticeship, you could then increase it to the 12 13 pounds um, as is a little bit of an incentive as well and it gives that drive to the apprentice but employees keep doing your amazing job at showcasing your apprentices and your apprenticeships and i say it's not just about showcasing them during national apprenticeship week showcase them every week every day if you have to 
get your apprentices that are really involved in the apprenticeships to be your ambassadors and apprentices if you want to be an ambassador that um, same with employers there is the apprenticeship ambassador network that you can join celebrate your achievements celebrate and you know really showcase your apprenticeships within your organization but also outside your organization one thing that you can do is have a focus on that get an apprentice that is doing really well to create a blog a post you know work with the social media team to really you know showcase their journey on their apprenticeship and that's great for anybody great for them and great for you as an organization what i will also suggest as well is that we do have scottish apprenticeship week oh yes scottish apprenticeship week 2024 is coming and it's normally the first week of march so we are not far off guys a few weeks away um i will confirm the dates and put it in the bio of this post um so do keep an eye out for that as we celebrate all things about national uh, or, or the Scottish Apprenticeship Week, not National Apprenticeship Week, because we've just done that, but Scottish Apprenticeship Week. Um, and it will be great to see the amazing things that are going up in Scotland for Apprenticeship Week in Scotland. And I will do some podcasts around um, Scottish Apprenticeship Week. Apprenticeship, apprenticeship, I can't even say it now. I've said it so much this week, I'm tongue-tied. I've had a coffee, I've had a walk around my graveyard, but I think I'm going to go for another walk around the graveyard to reset myself, because I need to, <laughs> to really sort this out. But as we go into Scottish Apprenticeship Week 2024, there'll be a few additional podcasts very similar throughout the week um, based upon their theme and explaining how apprenticeships work in Scotland. Again, I'm not happy about the funding in Scotland um, because it's a little bit cheeky and a little bit restricted. So keep an eye out for those posts in March. So as you listen, there'll be more on that. But also, don't forget that you've also got, um, if you're in hospitality, it's hospitality apprenticeship, hospitality week for apprenticeships in either September or October. Um, so the celebrations continue to go out throughout the year. But let's just make sure we celebrate it more often than we do. When you go to job fairs, you know, look, I recently went to a job fair uh, on Friday with my colleague, Andre, and we went to DWP Embarking and met the amazing team there. And we did an apprenticeship event and we did kind of a meet the employer. This is what we do. These are the jobs that we recruit for. But this is what your apprenticeship journey or career development will look like within our organization. But we also did an extra two pieces. One was on the career map of hospitality and showing all the different pathways in hospitality if you so if you start as a kind of a kitchen porter where you could go to become say a general manager if you worked as a cleaner the journey that you go from being just a room attendant to becoming head housekeeper to an area manager to even working towards becoming a gm so there was lots of things we showed them and we used the old hospitality guild map that i've i've got to show that kind of roadmap or journey and i i did refer it to as a tube map because um your journey has many stops um and you take many different routes so um yeah so they they got to see that and we did a, a amazing strength scope, strength scope activity um, and as a master strength scope practitioner um we did a know your strengths which we didn't get to do the assessment with them but we did a kind of pre kind of activity where we kind of guess their strengths and we did a bit more around how to use their strengths within interviews and how they can use their strengths when they are you know asking interview questions themselves to the employer but also you know answering questions in relation to 
the employer asking questions like, you know, when you worked in a team, you know, how have you been successful or, you know, what do you think your strengths or weaknesses are um, and telling them how they can relate to them. So, for example, if someone says, oh, well, actually, my strengths is courage. Oh, why is your strengths courage? Well, it's because, you know, I, you know, I stand up for what I believe in. I like taking risks and taking on new challenges. OK, so what what happens is so what's your weakness then? And you say, well, actually, you know, I don't have many weaknesses, but I do know that if I get too, if I use my courage too too much and I take on too many challenges or I take too many risks, I'm aware of my courage going into overdrive, which could be a weakness. And the way I can do that is X, Y and Z. So it was pretty good to do and quite fun to do. And uh, DWP Barkin loved it. And they've already put me in touch with DWP Tower Hamlet. So I think I'm going to be a bit busy um, delivering these, uh, you know, introductions to uh, the company I work for, uh, which is uh, Omni Facilities Management, and also how they can use strengths within their career development and also an insight into hospitality. And, you know, look, as an employer, when we go to these DWP events, especially during apprenticeship weeks, um, we tend to focus more on what we do as an organization. But I think you need to start thinking outside the box. Yes. Bing. Light bulb moment. What you need to be doing is you need to be talking to these individuals and telling them that, you know, look, yes, there is a career journey within your organization. Yes, you offer these amazing jobs and apprenticeship programs. But also, if someone's looking to get involved in the industry, you know, there is a career journey in the industry and show what the career journey is, if not necessarily within your organization, but within the industry you work within because that opens the eyes and I had some interesting conversations with some of the uh, candidates that attended for example one girl said oh you know I, I I have never worked in hospitality I've only worked in retail and I and I don't have any skills whatsoever in hospitality I'm going to struggle uh no you're not so it was a conversation and said well actually no you're not because in hospitality you've you know doing retail you learn customer service so you learn how to interact with customers you dealt with queries, complaints, you were product selling and upselling, you were using the tills, um, you were managing your day to day, your shift. So, you know, you have lots of those skills that are exactly what we're kind of looking for that can be transferred into any hospitality role. And when we went for a little bit more, she was like, actually, light bulb moment, another bing. Um, and she was like, you're right. I do have transferable skills, but that was us giving them a little bit of insight, telling them, hello, wake up. You, you've got all these transferable skills. You can do something. So I think when you go to these uh, DWP events or, you know, uh, job fairs or career shows, yes, you're focused on your organization to find that hidden talent and how to unlock it, but also give some career advice. There's not enough out there for people. So, um, yeah, career advice is key. I had an amazing guy in um, called uh, Angel. He worked with us uh, this week at my organization for uh, kind of work experience during National Apprenticeship Week, and he loved it. We had so much fun. Um, but his career is actually wanting to become an architect. So although we were showing him the wonderful world of L&D L within the hospitality industry for housekeeping and what we do, where we go, how we train the teams and everything, and he absolutely loved it. We did his strength scope. So we've identified his significant seven strengths, his bubbling unders and his drainers. Also, how we can utilize those at school, work and home, how we can utilize them in his further career and studies. But also we spoke about how he can become an architect. So actually, some of the skills you're learning 
this is how you can adapt it but this is the working world so yes there was a focus on what we wanted to show him and what he wanted to learn but we listened to what he wanted to do and adapted it adapted the session and gave some really good career advice to him and he's left happy loved the card that he gave us um kind of made me really smile um and i love the ferrero rocher that he got me so yes winner 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 chicken dinner um but it's all about career advice and i think that's the key thing you've got to make sure as an employer we're providing career advice and guidance to everybody including our apprentices because some apprentices may finish their apprenticeship with us and decide to leave the organization and move up and on further and that's not a bad thing but just give those individuals some career advice and guidance and show them how they can grow and progress within your industry if it's not within your organization but within the industry as we've all been there so i kind of went off the beaten track slightly and went more on a career advice for this one um so i will say again as we kind of double back um it is the last day of national apprenticeship week so i do want to say again well done to all the apprentices past current and future well done to all the employers that got involved in showcasing apprenticeships and also t-levels this year and remember that there are some interesting t-levels coming out um in september 2024 so remember if you want to know more about t-levels then reach out to me pete at creativemind.zone more than happy to have a conversation with you on kind of how you can create a well meaningful uh, t-level placement within your organization um if you want to talk about strengths and how you can embed them within your apprenticeships or within your organization feel free to email me still pete at creativemind.zone or just pop me a dm on my linkedin um and remember i I'm here to provide advice, guidance, and support to everybody. And if you want to get involved in these conversations, and I know some of you have reached out to me to say that you do, so there will be guests coming on these podcasts soon. But if you need any advice or guidance or you just want to pick my brain on something, then reach out to me. Love to share all sorts of things. So, guys, thank you for listening to this episode and the final episode in the mini series of National Project Week 2024. I hope you've all had fun and uh, have been following. But also remember, keep following those hashtags National Project Week 2024. So, hashtag NAW2024, hashtag Skills for Life, hashtag Build the Future. Use those hashtags throughout the year. Okay. Um, so, keep using them keep following them because it's interesting to find out what they are make sure that you are celebrating your apprentices every single day of the week and year and apprentices yes you make sure you celebrate your achievements regardless use that jar thing that i've spoken about yes put all your achievements off the jobs in there and keep doing the amazing job you do you are our future and you're learning everything you need to know also as an apprentice remember get yourself a mentor employers provide your uh, apprentices with mentors either within or without the organization there are many companies like uh, pushfile that you can reach out to who can set up a uh, mentoring program for your apprentices within your sector or industry or link them in with potential other mentors but if it's in hospitality then i highly recommend a tolo as it links all hospitality uh, individuals with hospitality mentors, not only in the UK, but across the world. So, guys, thank you for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. There will be a normal schedule of servicing for the Say As It Is With Pete podcast series as we go into next week. Um, so keep an eye out for that episode uh for monday's episode as it's going to be an interesting one um and i am probably going to be honest i may be late with the following week so um 
because I am off to the lovely Amsterdam uh, this week with my company to provide some additional support uh, to our Dutch team uh, within their hotels for training and development. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, something new and exciting. So I have to go and pack. I then have to record this coming week's episode. So lots to do, but I need to get another graveyard walking, guys, because, uh, yeah, I need to reset my uh, reset my mind and my... Um, yeah, just reset my mindset uh, so that I don't get tongue-tied again and I should get an extra coffee. But guys, look, again, thank you for listening and thank you for all the downloads uh, during National Apprenticeship Week. You guys are so supportive. And do keep an eye out because um, I am celebrating, yes, I am celebrating one year as Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. And we are nearly wrapping up season two to wrap into season three. Exciting. So I have created a uh, special, um, there will be some special episodes around that. And that's from the 6th of March. So even during Scottish Apprenticeship Week was when I launched my podcast show. So I'm kind of excited it's coming to a year and I've had so much fun doing this. So guys, as a little bit of a kind of a you know, a a bit of a promote here. Um, I will be putting in my bio and my post this week um, a link to the Say As It Is With Pete uh, merchandise store where you can down uh, where you can buy things like t-shirts, shirts, shirts uh, not, not shirts, but t-shirts, mugs, mouse mats, um, phone case covers, bags, all sorts. There's a whole plethora of merchandise from uh, that you can you can look at. Uh, and you can have um so feel free to have some um i have got some people that have already had access to it in advance and they've brought some of the stuff and it and it's absolutely fantastic so keep an eye out for that that post as well and my colleague andre brought my mouse mat it's huge it's huge i'm like wow i didn't think it was that big it covers half of his desk which is amazing and it came out really well actually um so I'm quite surprised, um, but keep an eye out for some some posts in regards to that that kind of merchandise to celebrate that one year of my podcast series or my podcast show. And guys, thank you so much for the support as always. You can always uh, subscribe, like, share, also share these these podcasts. So if you've got or listen to this podcast or previous podcast that you think someone might benefit from, share it with them. So again. You can always go back and listen to this episode and previous episodes in season one and the current season two and any bonus episodes by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, RSS.com, um, Google Podcasts, um, are, you know wherever you get your podcasts from, go and listen and carry on subscribing and share. You can also listen to this episode on my YouTube channel, Say As It Is With Pete. Um, so you can go back and listen to it on YouTube if you want as well, if you don't have any of those other services. But again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and get it ready for next week. And I will catch you on Monday's episode of Sayers Is With Pete as we look at some uh, some career advice and guidance as I've had some people reach out to me to talk about one of my episodes from, from the previous uh, season. So keep listening. Uh, keep enjoying your Sunday and I will catch you guys on the next episode